0: Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm David. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we'll be discussing what we've been playing, the news, and for our main topic tonight, deduction games. What are they? How many people should you play with? Are there different kinds? Are they fun? Yes. Yes. Too many of them.
1: Yeah, like, it, it, it's it's a series of games we don't play a lot of.
0: What do you talk about? We play a ton of them. We play a few of them. <laughs> All right.
1: But they, they sometimes work with us, sometimes don't.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree.
1: Okay, let's start with what have you been playing? And because I played two games yep. more than you, mm-hmm. I will go first. Sounds good. Uh, first one I'm going to talk about is Unmatched. Uh, I played two games of Unmatched. This is a player versus player game uh First game was King Arthur versus, uh, who was it? I forget
0: who the characters were. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So in the base box, there's four characters. We played both characters. Second one was Medusa versus Alice in Wonderland. That yeah, okay. one I know. Uh. Not my type of game. Uh, uh-huh. You're playing cards out of your hand and trying to beat each other.
0: Uh, yeah, you're not really a take that person.
1: No. It's, you know, ba- basically each character has a set number of hit points in their own deck and a assistant. Uh-huh. And your assistant has much less hit points than you. Uh, you do two actions on your turn and it could be two attacks. Uh, you play a card, the other person plays a card, uh, they have texts on them, some cancel out your actions, some don't, uh, some add special abilities and stuff like that. Uh, first game I got rolled pretty hard. Uh, it just didn't work for me. I Mm -hmm. would, yeah, I was King Arthur and I forget who he was. I think he might've been Robin Hood. Uh, yeah, it was back and forth, uh deck build or not it's not deck building because you just have your set deck your drawing cards so if you get your good cards it works if you don't you sit there and you get hit and hit and hit because you can't defend yourself because the cards are either for both characters or one specifically so it was either for merlin or arthur and i got stuck where i had only merlin cards and he hit me three times in a row and destroyed me
0: so do it.
1: And in the second one, I did win uh, because he ran out of cards, and I had a card that said do two damage. And if he, if I win, I do an additional eight damage.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and so, uh, yeah, Medusa had a couple, a bunch of cards that took cards out of their hand. Right. Uh, as I say, it was it. It's not that it's a bad game. It's just not my style of game. Uh, yeah, I have friends that rave about this one, but it just didn't work for me. Fair enough. Okay. Shay, talk yes. about your game you played.
0: So the game I played is one that we've chatted about, actually, and we teased that last week we were going to play it. Yep. Uh, we did actually play it. Yes, we did. And that is Anachrony. So uh, we've mentioned it on the show before, I think, because I've told you that I have been painting the figures for the friend that we're borrowing from, Mr. Ryan Rao, uh, also a Saskatoon board game podcaster. Yep. Um and yeah, we decided, you know, he he lent us the box and we were going to try and play it. So we did on Friday. Yes. We learned how to play it and we played one game and it was amazing. It was absolutely spectacular.
1: Yeah, that's probably one of the best games I've played in a very long time. Uh it just It hit all the buttons that make me go like, wow, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a worker placement game. Continuing on with the uh, trend of me liking worker placements, despite me saying that I hate worker placements. Yep. Um, And the thing is, it actually surprised me how much I enjoyed it, because I'm not one for true worker placements still. And it was more of a true worker placement than I usually play.
1: Yeah, there really wasn't any side... Side stick. I will
0: say. Yeah, no side mechanics or anything yeah. like that. Like, it was all place your worker, get things, build buildings type yeah. thing, Uh, get victory points. I mean, yeah. there was a little bit where, you, depending on what you had on your board, you could do a bit more there. Yeah. But you were still limited by how many characters you could, or how many mechs you could actually bring out, especially in the later rounds.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I but, think the the side mechanic is the... The time loop thing, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you get up to two resources you can give yourself from your future self. Yeah. And then have to pay them back later on, or else you're going to lose points.
0: Yeah, it just, the Mm -hmm. game flowed really well. Like, in general, how the game works is you are trying to build buildings and become, you know, get the most victory points to become the people who are in charge after... I think in, it would be- The meteor be this, strike. After the meteor strike, basically yeah. the second apocalypse, because, you know, in the storybook they talk about how there was the first apocalypse, and now, or the day of purgatory, or something like that, um, and then it leads into this, and then you're trying, you're, you know, your people come back from the future and say, hey, there's going to be a, a meteor, and you have to basically try to become the reigning group, faction, path. Mm. Path is what they're called
1: theme. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah. Hey, listen,
0: I have to listen to you drag on about mechanics every time you explain a game. You can listen to me explain the story behind it. Um, so yeah, it's it's really neat. So that's that's the story behind it. And how you're playing it is place a worker, get a fit. Right? Yeah. You have resources that allowed you, allow you to build buildings which can either give you more resources, allow you to go back in time, um, or, you know, just Get more things. Yeah, there's Um, four
1: different categories of buildings plus the anomalies.
0: Yeah, and the anomalies are things you don't necessarily want to get.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so because you're paying yourself from the future, it creates.
0: can create anomalies. Can create
1: time waves, basically. Yeah, so. And whoever takes the most from the future has to roll a die.
0: Yeah, so there's a little board for representing each era, and you place the. you can place up to two things. That you get from the future on there. And yeah, whoever has the most has to roll the paradox dice. And if you get three paradoxes, it creates an anomaly. And then you get a card that will lose you, or a building that will lose you points at the end of the game. You can get rid of it. You just have to spend resources and a guy. Uh, And yeah, with those getting things from the future, it's future you. So at some point, you have to... When you're in the future, go back to the past and give it to your past self. Like, pay it back, basically.
1: Yeah, and you Um, need the power plants to do that.
0: Yeah, which is those buildings that allow you to go back in time. Yeah. And yeah, it's really neat, because that can get you points if you go back in time, and it can lose you points if you don't. Uh, Although you get a chance at the end of the game to actually still pay it all off. So if you're worried about having things that are way far back that you can't reach it's okay you could still pay them off you just can't get the victory points for it
1: yeah there's you have a focus token that you you have to move it back through time travel yeah to focus on the area that you want to pay back
0: yeah but the all the time travels take are are affected from the area you're currently in yeah so even if you have like a, a move back to move back to it's only within two of that era
1: yeah and the thing is it's rewarding you to time travel yeah uh if you time travel and pay something back you get bonus points absolutely and the more you do this the more victory more bonus points you can get Mm -hmm. uh i would say we played it okay yeah uh there was more strategy in there than i think what i brought to the game for sure (laughs) uh a lot of these complicated games. like, And this is what I would consider a heavy game.
0: Yeah. Well, it definitely uh, took long enough.
1: It, it was about three hours. Uh, with in, the teach. With the teach. Uh, which we just watched a video. Uh, really nice video. I think it was uh, RTM. Yes. I think was the uh, YouTube guy that did it. And it was very clean. Uh, very concise. It, it worked really well that the four of us watched it together. We were able to learn the game. And... Once we got playing, uh, going through the six stages of each round was very smooth, and, and they made sense.
0: Absolutely, like, and everything was explained on your little card. So really, other than doing a couple things out of order, it never really affected you too much. Like we would put choose what mechs we wanted before we chose what we wanted to get from the future. Yes. Which doesn't make a huge deal. It's just the, the order they recommend. And we do have the minis to play with, which is really fun because you get to stick your little guys in the workers and then you send those guys, or sorry, your, your workers into the mechs and send the mechs out. And on so, the board... So
1: by recommend, you mean it's in the rules? Sorry? You said in the order they recommend. Yeah. Yeah, so following but, the rules. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't really affect anything. Okay. No, I'm just At checking. least not those ones, right? Okay. Like if you do the the choose your workers or choose your how many mechs you want to use after you've started your turn, well then that would that obviously would change. It, yes. But there's nothing that I found other than maybe the getting the mech from the future that would really affect you choosing how many characters you want. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is those mechs can go on to spaces you couldn't put ones on anyway. Yeah. So I don't think there's a huge deal there. For those two specifically. And those were the ones, the only ones we kind of did out of order.
1: Yes. So we should say, you know, this is Anachrony, the Infinity Box. The
0: big box. I-
1: I- is what we now own.
0: <laughs> what we're holding hostage. <laughs>
1: yeah, what we're holding hostage. Uh, this is David Tercy from Mind Clash Games. Uh, he, he's done a lot of co-designs yeah. like Dakenu, uh Teotihuacan, mm-hmm. Zolkin, those ones, right? Yeah. Th- this is a solo design of his. And I think he really hit it out of the park. This is not a new game by any means. I think there's three or four expansions in now. Yeah. Uh, part of the challenge of setting up the game was figuring out what was base game and what was That's expansion. true. Because,
0: we're, because we had the infinity box, we were like, okay, let's not play with the expansions. And originally we had a path out that was an expansion one. Yeah. And we switched back to the all the originals or the base game because yeah. the expansion one has things we didn't know what to do with. <laughs> for sure.
1: Uh, so yeah, if you like heavy games that take about three hours, I strongly recommend this game.
0: Honestly, it doesn't feel like three hours. It's, it went fast. It was so good, I cannot recommend it more.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, second game I, I played was Undaunted. Once more, a player versus player game.
0: Is it related to Unmatched? Uh, no. Oh, weird.
1: This is World War II deck building. Okay. Uh, and as you're doing the deck building, the cards you're bringing into your hand are basically the lives of the or the hit points for the characters you have on the map. On yep. the map, you in the base scenario that we played, you had two riflemen and two scouts on the board that could fight. Uh, in your hand, you had a couple of other characters which helped bring more character or more of these hit points and stuff into your hand. Uh, Same idea, there's objectives on the map that you're trying to collect and they all have different victory points or uh, focus points or something Mm -hmm. and whoever gets to five first wins. And so you're doing this back and forth battling, shooting at each other, taking hit points out. So if I hit you, you have to take a card out of your hand. If you can't do that, you take it out of your discard pile. And if you can't do that, you take it out of your deck. Ideally, you're trying to hit something that's in his hand because that's all the cards that person has to play for the round. Right. So you're you're limiting his actions for the game, Uh, and you go back and forth like this until somebody has the five victory points. And really, it's you know people are, if I'm on a control space, you can't control it unless I'm out of there. Yeah. So you keep hitting him, hitting him, hitting him, trying to get that last hit point out of there as he's pulling the cards in, but there is a limited amount of how many cards of each that you can have in your hand. And it just worked really well. Uh, There is a second version of this called Undaunted, or this was Undaunted Normandy, and there's an Undaunted North Africa, which brings in tanks and stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, As a mechanic, I thought this was wonderful and had a great time in a player versus player game, which is really not my style of game either. Yep. But worked way better for Unmatched for, than Unmatched for me. Uh, and that is Undaunted. Sweet. Okay. You... That was
0: what you've been playing and you are listening to Bored on the Air on CFCR. Are we? Yeah. Oh,
1: sweet. Why don't we talk about the news?
0: The news. Do we have interesting news this week, Dave? Uh, it's been a dry spell a little bit.
1: A little bit. There's... Uh, there's some interesting stuff, I'll say. Uh, dragonomino drag drag on drago you nailed it yeah it's dominoes with dragons uh it won the kinder spiel cool that was the first one that's been announced They haven't announced the kinder spiel which is the heavy game or the spiel the yar which is the family weight game yet right uh but this one is from the makers of king domino mm-hmm. which i really enjoy uh, i've there's king domino and Queen Domino. queen domino Adds another layer of complexity, which is fun. But for just a quick, fun board game, King Domino works really well. So I, I'm curious about this one. I haven't seen it anywhere. But, uh, you know, wins a a big award. So. Yeah. Uh, Orleans uh, is joining Capstone. Uh, Capstone has gone on a sort of a... spiel i wouldn't say or they're just picking up the rights to games uh so they've picked up terra mystica they've picked up gaia project and they're reprinting these uh orleans was being printed by tasty Minstrel minstrel games and we did talk about them struggling a little bit so it looks like they have released the rights to orleans or capstone just grabbed them up from underneath them uh, so they have a new version of Orleans coming out. Uh, like the other ones, they haven't really changed anything. Uh, the big change to this one is they've added the five-player expansion into the base box. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, so it used to be the base box, there are two expansions, a small expansion, a big box expansion, and then the five-player expansion. So now there's just the two expansions and this one, and Capstone will be releasing all of them. I believe uh, September August time frame. Yep, cool. Yes, uh, from Arkham Horror Final Fantasy or Fantasy Flight, sorry, uh, they have Unfathomable coming out. Uh, the interesting thing about this one is it is a reskinning of Battlestar Galactica, which is a cooperative hidden trigger or possible. Hidden Trader Game. Uh, the trick or the interesting th- part about the Hidden Trader mechanism in this one is you don't know if you're the trader or not until people flip their cards off over, <laughs> right? And it'll say you're you're a Cyclone. Or oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know you you're working for the common good, but you may not be wanting to be. Working for the common good.
0: Gotcha. So you can play trader without being the trader. Yeah. Or play a good guy while being the trader. Yeah. It's
1: just, hard. you know, there's certain games when somebody's the trader, you know they're the trader. Yeah. Right? This gives them a little bit of uh, anonymity for a bit. Uh, they have set some board game cons. The dates Gen Con, September 16th to 19th. Origins, September 30th to October 3rd spiel October 14th to seventeenth and bGG con is coming back November seventeenth to twenty first uh so four big cons uh dice tower hasn't announced anything yet I think they're not doing anything till next spring uh because their fall one would have been on before stuff had calmed down enough in their world yeah, which you know the even these ones seem too soon to me.
0: Yeah, I, the November ones I can kind of get, because, like, at that point, a lot of people will be vaccinated and everything, but there's still, like, waves that are coming through, especially with new variants and stuff, so I don't know, man. I yeah. would say all of those are tentative dates, barring any more pandemic-related mix-ups. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, yep. you know? <laughs> there, there's a lot of people that are vaccinated but they're still they still
0: and you know what there's games there is game companies that have said they're not going right yes. like
1: there are a lot of game companies that are not going to participate and i respect that yeah okay you're listening to board on the air on cfcr we are going to our main topic which is deduction games
0: deduction games
1: uh so what's a deduction game in your world
0: i'd say there's kind of three different styles of deduction games uh when i when i think of them right there's social deduction which aren't ones we play very often we Mm -hmm. discuss this
1: that's your secret hitler that's your werewolf uh blood on the clock Clock tower Tower.
0: yeah i don't know if we have any social deduction games
1: i would say the only one we have is love letter
0: yeah i guess love letter would be the closest hey yeah Um,
1: and we, we played a little bit of it.
0: I mean, I really enjoyed, um, it wasn't murder mystery, but we played it a lot in elementary school where like you'd be telling a story and you'd have a a murderer who would choose who they wanted to kill and somebody who would choose who they want to keep alive. And it was a fun game, similar to Blood on the Clock Tower, except elementary students. Um, so, so... I've played them-ish. I'd like to play Blood on the Clock Tower. It's not really our style of game. So Did that's you all play I...
1: Murder in Hong Kong? I have not. Okay. I
0: think you did, though. I
1: think Jordan did.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Haven't played them. I'd probably enjoy them. But not much to say there. We don't have very many.
1: Yeah, we don't have experience. so We can't really talk about
0: them. But the other two we can talk about. Now, I don't know exact name for these. But there's ones like um, Obscurio and Mysterium. Two very similar games yep. where they're like picture clue deduction games you know like you have one person who's in charge yep and they're giving you clues and you have to figure out those clues in the case of obscurio there is a traitor there that is trying to obscure what uh, you're trying and to do i would
1: just like to say when i'm the traitor i own at that you, game you
0: do rule as the traitor uh mysterium doesn't have a traitor but they do have hard clues so and yeah and in in those games you know everybody has to pass so i think their really big defining feature is that one person the ghost or the the ringleader dungeon, dungeon master dungeon master who is giving you the clues and trying to lead you through
1: yeah
0: uh which we can talk about and then there's the Almost like the crime deduction games, because pretty much every other one in this category is a crime style. That's Detective, Chronicles of Crime, Awkward Guests, Sherlock Holmes, stuff like that, yep. where you are either trading clues or going to clues or reading clues to help you solve usually a crime of some kind. Okay. You know, so like, um, we haven't played Detective, but nope. the other ones we've played, Sherlock Holmes. You're going through to different places to find the clues about those places to solve the crime.
1: Where would you put Cryptid and Treasure Island? Probably, um, probably with Mysterium, right?
0: Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, as deduction games, for sure. I'd, I'd put them over. I mean, they don't have a set person, but they're also not necessarily the crime. Well, Treasure Island does. Is. Oh, I guess, yeah. Treasure yeah. Island does. Um, and yeah, Cryptid is just a deduction game. Straight, yeah. straight deduction. So, I wouldn't probably put it in the crime one. It's you know? probably
1: the closest to a social deduction that we own.
0: Probably. Or that we play. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. Those are the ones I would say they are.
1: Okay. So, let's break it. Let, let's start with the... The Crypt... Or the... uh Dungeon Treasure Island, style. Dungeon Master style. Yeah. These ones, to me, can work really well if you have a good... Dungeon Master.
0: A good group, yeah. Uh,
1: And and a good group that's into it. Uh, Absolutely. They can also break down very fast if there's too much lag in that giving the clues out.
0: Yeah, we've had that with Mysterium, especially when you have lots of people, because you have one person who has to put all the clues out, right? Yeah. And in Mysterium, they have to be individually picked. Yes. um, And it definitely can slow the game down. Um, Obscurio, I don't find it's as much of an issue other than when you get the trader who has to pick the cards.
1: Yeah, I would say Obscurio is, is a streamlined version of Mysterium.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't deny they are extremely similar.
1: They are. They're by the same company, yeah. everything, right? Yeah. And I, I really like Obscurio. We've never won Obscurio. We've never won Obscurio. We have,
0: never won, Obscurio. We,
1: we have won Mysterium. Yeah. Uh, it was tough. Uh, both of them are challenging. But they, they both... They both have their pros and cons. Yeah. Right? Uh, Obscurio, having that traitor in there makes that game very, very tough. Yeah. Uh, they can really, really make it hard on somebody to, to find the clues.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, Treasure Island is one that we've won every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, what somebody's a prisoner and you're torturing for clues... And trying to find out where he's buried the treasure. Yeah. And you're drawing on a big map with wet erase markers or dry erase markers. And it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I've actually played it once, but it is really good. Yeah. And then Cryptid is a game that I love. You don't mind, but you're really bad at it.
1: I'm terrible at it, but I do really enjoy it.
0: Mom doesn't like it, and Jordan also loves it. Me and him are always one turn within each other of figuring out the clues. For sure. Uh, But this one... Unlike having one dungeon master, you guys are going around asking either one person individually or the whole crew if like, the monster could be in a certain area. And based on everybody else's individual clues of are they around a certain area, are yeah. they in a certain like field, terrain, yeah. you kind of get yes or no answers that will narrow down where they have to go. And the reason this is close to social deduction is you're kind of figuring out the other people's clues first to figure out where the thing can't be.
1: Yeah. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. uh, But nobody has all of it until you can figure out what each person's clue is. And you do
0: that by yes or no questions. And I love it because you're just going around. It's like, okay, it can't be here. It can't be here. Great game. Fantastic game.
1: So of these ones, these ones all, as we say, work very well for us, Mm -hmm. but- some of them can bog down a little bit. Yeah. And and like any game, it's who you play with. Yeah. Uh this one we've these ones we've had more success than failures with.
0: Yeah, I would say Cryptid is the easier one.
1: Yeah, that Cryptid is the one I think that we've had the most uh good and bad with, right? Yeah. We've cuz you two really love it. Mum really doesn't. I like it uh and most of the people we've played with have been hot and cold with it. Yeah. Yeah. So with the other ones, the crime ones. Yeah. These ones have usually, or well, Awkward Guess Love is it. competitive. Yep. Uh, Chronicles okay. of Crime is cooperative. I
0: think the other ones are all cooperative. I don't know about Detective, but Sherlock Detective Holmes. Detective is cooperative yeah, as well. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes, Chronicles of Crime, Detective, all cooperative games.
1: Where awkward guests, you're asking each other for clues and everybody's got their own board that they're trying to Yeah, we give the
0: clues by cards. Whereas the other ones we're going around to places. And this is where I think the how many people do you play with plays a factor. Because Sherlock Holmes, I would never play with more than one person. Yep. Uh, Chronicles of Crime. You can, it is fun and fun with multiple people. You could easily play it by yourself and you don't have to worry about passing the phone around.
1: This is one that I actually have played a solo mode for. Uh, we've played three-player twice, I think. Yeah. And, and both times it worked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and both times we found out who de- did it. Uh, We got to the, th- the end and, and did well.
0: Yeah, right? and they're really fun. Awkward guess we've played a million times. Fantastic. Detective, we haven't played yet, but I've heard it's a souped-up version of Chronicles of Crime.
1: Yeah, it's a more difficult version is what yep. I've t- been told. Uh, But they all... I really like this style of game. I yeah. do like the clue. I do like the the solving something.
0: Yeah. Right? I, I mean, solving a crime is classic. And it's just really fun to do. It works and, so I th- well.
1: I think cooperatively, you're al- you're able to help people along that yeah. haven't played it before.
0: It makes them easy to teach.
1: For sure. Okay. I am David. And I'm Shay. And we have been Bored on the Air.
0: Talk to you next week.
1: Have a great night.